One of the reasons why people can be troubled in any particular situation or something beginning to give them issue is because they don't really know what God says about that matter. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you on overcoming fear. Overcoming fear. Overcoming panic. I like what some people, somebody says, you know, some people put it as acronyms, false evidence appearing real. Fear is an offshoot of anxiety, doubt, and worry. When you worry about things that you hold not to worry about as believers, you can be full of worry. What is tomorrow going to be like? What is my life going to be like? Like, for example, during this pandemic, what is my life going to be like after this whole issue? What I'm going through right now? What's, uh, what am I going to handle my marriage? Am I going to handle my kids? You believe God to be pregnant? You, you're afraid? You are fearful? A pregnancy? Am I going to be able to deliver? You deliver? How am I going to be able to raise my kids? You raise your kids? Will they turn out, you know, eventually well? Always worry, always fearful, always, you know, afraid. You know, the Bible says, fear not. That's what the scripture says. I like what someone, you know, mentioned, and it's actually true. He says there are 365 fear notes in the scripture, one for each day. And now since I got a revelation of just one out of the 365, that one is enough for me for a lifetime. I like what the psalmist says in Psalm 27. He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength of whom shall I be afraid. That's what the Bible says. Fear not. All over the scripture. Fear not. Now, today I want to share with you on how you can conquer fear. How you can conquer fear. And as believers, that you're a believer does not mean you don't have fears in your heart. Okay? Uh, I mean, a student can be fearful of what is going to be the outcome of the exams they wrote. Student can be fearful of what's going to be the final outcome of what they are going to graduate with, probably the CGPA. All right? Or they graduated. Somebody who is a fresh graduate who had a very, you know, very, I mean, average results, just thinking in a world full of joblessness. So how am I going to cope? How is my life going to start? How am I going to go about things? Now, I mean, sometimes we are afraid of what is not really real. Okay? And I like the way some people put it. Let me just quickly give you, you know, what I call the definition of fear. An expression of doubt, worry, and anxiety. It's an unpleasant feeling triggered by the perception of danger, real or imagined. Or is an emotional flow, an emotional reaction to perceived threats, danger, or death. All right? Why some people are panicking and fearful about the pandemic? It's because they think they will die. It's because they think they will contact the uh, virus, you know, contact the virus. You know, some people think that, whoa, wow. The reason why some people are staying at home is not because, you know, uh, because they are that obedient to the government, the reason is because they are actually afraid. They are actually afraid. They are actually afraid. Okay? And some are believers. So we have to conquer fear. Alright? We are not in this world to be afraid. We are not in this world to be cringing or to be under the elements of the world 
Bible says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places far above principalities and power. All right? We are not under the element of this world. All right? And then you have to be conscious of that. Bible says that whatever is born of God overcome the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Glory to God. We have overcome the world. All right? Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. Who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. So we're more than conqueror. Alright? We are more than conqueror. I remember that Paul wrote to the Romans. He said, yea, in all these things. Romans chapter 8 verse 37. Alright? Yea, in all these things. Yea, in all these things, we are more than conqueror. And now, he says, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? He said, not even angels, not death, not sickness, not nakedness, not persecution, not tribulation. He said, yea, in all these things, we are more than conqueror. In verse 28, he said, all things are working together for our good. Now, I'd like you to say boldly to yourself, say, all things are working together for me, for my good. All things are working together for my good because I love God and because I'm called according to his purpose. All things are working together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. Now, um, I, you know, I, I thought about 10 reasons you should not be afraid. Okay? Um, you know, make sure you get that message. It's very important. 10 reasons you should not be afraid. Now, I, I'm telling you now, uh, how to overcome fear. And I just have about five points I want to share with you. Okay? Number one, number one, seek the Lord. Number one is you have to seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Alright? Seek the Lord. On whatever the problem is, you must seek the Lord to know God's will. One of the reasons why people overcome or why people can be troubled in any particular situation or something beginning to give them issue is because they don't really know what God says about that matter. Now you have a symptom in your body or you have two, three symptoms in your body. All right. You have to find out what has God said concerning your health. Now, if you hear God's voice concerning your head, it's going to cure your doubts. Glory to God. It's going to cure your doubts. All right? It's going to cure your doubts. Okay? You know, Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53, verse, verse 5, he said, For he was wounded for our transgression, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. You've got to hear God's voice concerning your body. Okay? Bible says, give attention, my sons, give attention to my word. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20. Incline your ear to my sayings. He said, for they, for those who find them, is they are health. They are health for those who find them. Health for their body. Health, health, life, life for their body. Okay, so it means that when you hear God's voice concerning your health, when you hear God's voice concerning your body, you will never be afraid of any symptoms you get on your body. Glory to God. Alright, so now seeking the Lord is a problem. Most of believers who are afraid or who are fearful, they don't seek the Lord. You have to seek the Lord concerning the matter in your life. You've got to seek the Lord. You've got to seek the face of the Lord concerning your marriage. 
if you are afraid let's say your spouse is misbehaving or something is going out of hand or something you know or always finding it easy to get angry you know being distracted or is off track you know you have to seek the face of the lord you have to seek the face of the Lord. You have to seek the face of the Lord to know the will of God. Now, some people know the will of God theoretically. And now you need to know the will of God, you know, by its verbal commitment. You need to get to hear God's voice concerning what he has said, concerning your marriage. That is very important. Now, it's not enough to just see what is written in the scripture. That is how he starts. Logos is very powerful. Bible says that two-edged sword is like two-edged sword, sword, you know, piercing into the, you know, divine son and all that. He it said it's a powerful look. That's Logos, okay? Powerful. But out of it, Rema will come out. It's much more powerful. Rema is a specific spoken word of God, all right? concerning a particular or giving word of God concerning a particular situation. So that situation that is actually causing fear in your life, all right, or causing you to be very fearful, or that you are afraid and you are, you know, panicking, what has God said concerning the situation? What has God said concerning it? You have to know what God has said concerning your story. All right? That Bible says that, you know, out of the, the magicians, out of the people, you know, that they were tested, uh, um, Daniel and his friends were ten times better. All right? They were ten times better. The scripture says you'll be the head and not the tail. All right? you always be the head and you'll never be the tail. He said, Bible says that this book of the law will not depart from their mouth and you shall observe to do all that is written therein and you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good sources. Hallelujah. And now as a student, you've got to understand the will of God concerning your study. Okay? That will cure the panicking in your heart. It will cure you from being panicking. It will cure you from cringing. You get that? Knowing the will of God is actually knowing the voice of God. It's actually hearing what God is saying concerning it. Not just seeing it in the scripture. You have to hear the voice. You have to interact with the spirit behind the letter. Letter kill it, but spirit give life. Glory to God. So when life is supplied into your spirit, you actually know, all right, what God is saying concerning it. I want to read from the book of Psalm chapter 34. Psalm 34, whatever you are doing, whether business or whatever, or you must, you know, always know the will of God. You must always know the will of God. Is the will of God for you to be healthy? Not just knowing. I mean, you know that God is a good God. I mean, you must know that God is a good God. Now, he will not punish you with sickness, will not punish you with bankruptcy, will not punish you with lack, will not punish you with... Uh, uh, you know, disappointment, devil does all that. God doesn't utter evil. Okay? It's not an author of confusion. It's not an author of evil. Alright, Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My shoes shall make his boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exhort his holy name or his name together. I sought the Lord, he, and he heard me, and delivered me from my fears. Powerful. I sought the Lord, he heard me, and delivered me from my fears. Now, how do you get to know God's will? How do you get to seek the Lord? You seek him in prayer. You seek him in worship. You seek him in praise. You seek him. 
Alright? You create time for him. Your heart must pant after God. Your heart must pant after God. You must go after him. You must look up to him. Bible says looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. How do you look unto Jesus? Bible says with unveiled face we behold as in a mirror. The glory of the Lord. And we are transformed into the image of his son. We are transformed into his image from glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's very powerful. Look at it. You know, in verse 5, he said, They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. Glory to God. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. And that is going to be the next point I'm going to. I mean, you must learn to seek the Lord. If you read it down, he says, you know, he says, young lions suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack anything good. I decree no more lack in the name of Jesus. In your life as from today, no more lack. You've got to cultivate the habit of seeking the Lord. Your heart must pant after him. You must worship him. You must, you know, the desire is voice. Concerning matters in your life, concerning that relationship, concerning the deal, concerning the business, concerning career, concerning your trip, concerning the job, concerning your vacation, concerning your health, concerning your finances, concerning your friends, concerning your relationship, concerning everything. You must seek God. Now, we are tempted in this age to depend on our intellectual ability, okay? I mean, any little thing, we are thinking it through. We are trying to, you know, imagine or think how we, how we could arrest it. If there is a trouble, there is nothing wrong with that. God has given us brain so that we can give him rest. But then, there are certain issues that your brain cannot solve. There are certain issues that calculations cannot handle. It's only revelations that can handle it. There are certain issues that, you know, you cannot just think through. You have to pray and think it through. Are you getting what I'm saying? God has got to speak on the matter. Especially those ones that are breathing fear in your heart. So you have to know God's will concerning it. Once you know God's will concerning it, it is settled. Glory to God. It is settled. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Alright? Now, number two is having known the will of God or having heard God concerning a matter... Or having received peace in your heart or a note of victory when you pray, you know, concerning a matter, okay, in that place of victory, in that place of prayer, you receive boldness. So now, the number two is, you're trusting God. You're trusting God. Look at that point. He said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Who trusts in him. Glory to God. I love that. Who trust in him? Who trust in him? You see that? Who trust in him? That's very important. You have to trust God for everything. That's believing God. Have faith in God. Trusting God is having faith. Exercising your faith in God. Now, at this level, what you do? When you pray with God, you gather boldness. You know, you're empowered. You are strengthened. You can, you, you know, you see the fear disappearing. You know, Bible says that you have not been given the spirit of fear or timidity. You have been given the spirit of power, love, and sound mind. Alright. So you walk in love and all that. So, 
You know, you know the will of God concerning the matter. And so you pray. You know God's voice. God tells you, okay, this is how to go about it. You walk in love. You demonstrate, you respond to certain issues in love. Things that threaten you, you respond to it by the spirit of love. You don't react to it, you respond. You respond to it with sound mind. But how do you operate the sound mind? By steering the gift of God in you. The conversation that you have with God will bring solution. Revelation or directives or instructions that you have to put to work. So you obey him. That obedience that comes in the place of prayer or that instructions that come for you to obey in the place of prayer is a step of faith that you will take which is corresponding actions that shows that you trust in God. Now you don't say that, well, I trust in God. Now it doesn't work that way. There must be certain things that God is telling you to do that you must take as a step of faith that shows that you trust him. When it was recorded by Abraham, believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, what was the point of that belief? What was the substance? He heard the revelation of God's word, get thee out of your father's house, and Bible says he went out. In another way, when Lot separated from him, it could have been a trouble for Abraham. Ah, Lot has taken the best part of the land. And God spoke to him. He said, walk through the land. Left, see to the north, um, west, east. It's as far as your eyes can see. And that settled it. No fear, no issue, nothing. You see that? And anybody could have left your life and fear may want to grip you. That shouldn't, you know, lead you into becoming fearful. You are, you must be still. You could have lost your job, or there are restraining people at your workplace, or somebody, you know, attack you, or somebody threatens you. What you do is that you go into God's presence, you don't joke with it, no matter how little or anything, anything at all, whether negative sign or positive sign. You go into God's presence and you go and worship and pray. And in that place, you hear God's word or voice concerning the matter. That's seeking the Lord. So the second thing is that based on that voice you have heard or instruction given to you, you take step of faith. That step of faith matters. That step of faith is what shows that you trust the Lord. That you trust the Lord. Now, before I get to Psalm 53, let me first read Psalm 37. He said, do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. Don't fret. He said, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herbs. Verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord. He shall give you the desires of your heart. You see that? He said, trust in the Lord. This is verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Just, just trust in the Lord. Just trust God. That God, I just trust you. Concerning my marriage, I trust you. Concerning my relationship, I trust you. Concerning, I trust you. Now, this is what you are trusting. God has said something concerning it and you are holding on to it. 
Ha ha. You are not just you are not just saying, oh Lord, I trust you. For my finances, I trust you. So what have you heard when you seek the Lord concerning your finances? What have you heard that you are holding on to? What has God told you? When last did you update yourself when it comes to understanding the will of God concerning your finances? Alright? When last did you update yourself? When last did you upgrade, you know, that particular conversation? You might be holding on to what God told you five years ago and it's no longer really, 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 really effective and active now. Maybe it's obsolete. You have to seek the law. That's why it's compulsory and it's mandatory and obligatory of any believer to seek the Lord always and to worship. And God will always update you. God will always upgrade you. All right? Because fresh information needs to come to you in order for you to understand what God is actually, what God has actually planned or has in stock for you. He said, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, your justice as a new day. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his own way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Glory to God. So just rest on him. Okay? Rest on him. Psalm 53 verse 3. Let me read this place from verse 1 to you so that you understand. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and have done abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. God looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand who seek God. You see that? Who seek God? Every one of them has turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good. No, not one. Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon God? There they are in great fear where no fear was. For God has scattered the bones of him who encamps against you. You have put them to shame because God has despised them. You see that? Where there was no fear, they were fearful. So you have to trust God. Glory to God. Number three, walk in love. Number three, walk in love. In First John chapter 4, verse 18, it says, Perfect love casts out fear. Now, let's open to First John chapter 4, verse 18. I'll show you something there. Walking in love is mandatory for believers. It's actually a sign of maturity. It's a sign of spiritual maturity. If you can walk in love, I will tell you what it means. God is love, right? And so you are born of love. So if you are born of love, you should be love. Love is your nature. But most of the time, we have love as our nature, but we don't live a life of love. There are some believers that they are still 18. There are some believers that, you know, they want to break through financially so that they can go and show people that show them. They want to prove a point. The reason why probably they want their ministry or their businesses or their career to blow is because they want to prove a point. You shouldn't be doing anything to prove a point. There is no love there. First John chapter 4 verse 18 
Let me read from verse 17. It says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. You see that? We love him because he first loved us. Now, first and foremost, it is difficult for a believer to walk in love because if you have not received the love of God for your life, you can't love yourself, let alone loving others. You know, in Matthew chapter 23, 22, if you read 37 to 39, Jesus speaking, he said, the law summarized as one, love. And then that one has one A and one B. One A is you love God, all right, and you love your neighbor, that's B, part of it, as yourself. Now, you don't love your neighbor more than yourself. You love your neighbor as yourself. But you see, this is the A part. The A part says you love God. So it means that responding to the love of God, receiving the love of God, help us to be able to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. Now, you must not be concerned about you loving God. Just get to understand the love of God for your life. That God is a God of love. That God is love. That's what the Bible says. God is love. You must understand his nature is love. Most of us, when we got born again, we got born again in, um, in area, I mean, back then in those days, you know, early 90s, we got born again where, you know, you are told about the fear of hell. How God is going to be angrily throwing people who are sinners into hell. You got to hear about how God has started, you know, the fire of hell and it's been burning since, waiting for sinners, you know, to finish on this earth and just enter there. How God is a God of wrath, how God is so terrible. I mean, God is described as a terrible God. Is described as as a very angry, terrible, and sometimes can be very horrible. Okay? What I want you to see is this. You know, I like what it says in Matthew chapter 7, where it says, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be opened. Seek and you shall find. He said, who among you, being evil parents, earthly evil fathers, we like to give his son snake when they ask for bread. He said, if you being evil, don't give your children snake or stone or whatever. Just say now. When they ask for bread or for fish, he said, how much more your heavenly father? So what is he saying? He's comparing the love of God towards us with the love of the earthly fathers for us. And he's saying that even the love of the earthly father for their, chi- for their kids or their children, fantastic. When they do something wrong or whatever, they, whatever happens, your children is your children. You still plan good things for them. You give them fish when they ask for fish. You don't give them stone. He said, your heavenly father will do much more. So that means God loves us. I like what he says in Matthew chapter 5, if you read from verse 40 to verse 45. 
He said, you have to love. He said, what is going to be the difference between a tax collector and you? If you don't walk in love, if you don't forgive, what it means to walk in love is to forgive. Don't hold anybody in your heart. You can't hold somebody in your heart or have something against somebody and not, you know, be under the influence of fear. And fear will not grip your heart concerning other area of your life. Don't hold anybody in your heart. Forgive. Forgive your neighbor. Forgive your uncles. Forgive your parents. Forgive your father. Forgive your mother. You have to forgive. I remember, I mean, speaking to someone who had been poisoned against our father. So we talked to a point that she broke into tears. And, I mean, you started talking. Because I said, look, I must be frank with you. A young lady growing up should have a good relationship with her father because it will help her relationship with her husband when she is married. All right? Well, there are people who don't have good relationship with their fathers, and then they grow up, they meet uh, fantastic husbands who can help them to have that kind of a good relationship with their father and at the same time, with them. You can say, but that's a very that's a very rare case. Okay? But I'm telling you, a young man growing up must have a very good relationship with his or her mother. Not saying that I'm not saying that it should be mommy's boy. Alright? But at the same time, he will not dishonor, he will not disrespect, he will not disobey, he will not be rude to his mother. He makes that if he's married, then his wife is in a servant. So, I'm just saying, now, if you have now been poisoned against your mother as a son, or you have been poisoned against your father as a daughter, or you have been poisoned against your mother even as a daughter, you have to find it, find a way in your heart to forgive them. And I will teach you how to start. It's, it's not difficult. It's simple. Whenever people step on my toes or offend me, you know, I mean, I've, I've actually known how to, I've discovered secrets by which I can, you know, uh, avoid or prevent people from offending me. Apart from taking the physical actions to, you know, not put my leg on the floor where they will step on my toes or, you know, not create an avenue where somebody or not depend or try to depend on someone completely to the extent that you are disappointed. No. That, those things are there. But much more, I find out one of the best secrets of really, you know, avoiding those kind of offense or when the offense come, I don't take offense, is to actually intercede for people ahead of time. You see, let me tell you, the group of people that is least offended or not really offended on the earth is a group of intercessors. People who just genuinely from their heart pray for other people, not because people send them prayer requests, but because they are moved by the Spirit to pray for them. And that's why most pastors are not supposed to be offended, because it's part of the major primary job of a pastor to pray for their members. For their members. All right? Because you'll be shown pepper. You'll be seen, you'll see a lot of things. So he said, perfect love cast out fear. He said, fear torments. Fear grips and torments, puts in bondage, enslaves. 
But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. In 1 John 3, 16 to 18, he showed us how to actually lay our life for our friends. Jesus speaking in John chapter 15, if you read 12, 13, 14, he was talking about, I put my life down, I'm going to live my life. He said, you should also love yourself, love one another. It's a commandment I've given you, and you must lay your life for your friend. Now, they, he might not explain the details there, but the writer of John explained to us what it means to lay our life for our friends. It means that when they are in need, we give to them. All right, we cannot hide what can really help their situation from, we can't hide it from supplying it to them. And now, you remember, he said, faith without work is dead. He said, how many of you, you have a brother who comes to you, who needs to be fed, who is hungry, and you have the money to actually get the food for your brother, and you say, be filled, be filled right now. He said, your faith is without work. Now, that work we are talking about is the work of faith corresponding action, okay, and is based on the love of God. Bible says, faith that walk not by love, faith walk by love, faith walk by love. The scripture now says, anything that is done outside faith, that is not of faith, is sin. So you can see, love and faith work together. Glory to God. So you lay down your life by forgiving people, by not laying hold to your rights, by praying for people, by interceding for people. That alone casts out fear from your heart. You walk in love. You don't have any skeleton in your cupboard. Number four, you stir up the gift of God in you. You stir up the gift of God in you. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. It says we have not been given the spirit of fear, but that of love. That's verse 7 really. Now, if you read from verse 6, it says, Stir up the gift of God in you, or fan to flame the gift of God in you, which you have received by the laying of my hands. That's Paul, who wrote to Timothy. You have received certain gifts by the laying of my hands. They are dormant. You are deviating. Stir up the gift. Stir it up by praying in the Holy Ghost. Jude verse 20. He said, Beloved, building on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Building on your most holy trust in the Lord. Praying in the Holy Ghost. He said, pray. Pray. Paul says, I pray more than ye all. He wrote to the Corinthians and said, I, well, I thank my God, I pray more than ye all. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 18. I pray more than ye all. If you read from verse 15 and 16, he said, I pray in tongues, I pray in tongues, and I pray in understanding. He said, I will sing in tongues, and I will sing in understanding. You must develop that appetite, or that passion, or that zeal, to always pray in the Holy Ghost. Something happened in Acts chapter 3. Someone that was lame at the beautiful gate, you remember that story, was prayed for by Peter and his friend, and then they said, look on us. They dragged him. He took him by the hands and pulled him up. That's verse 6 and 7. And Bible says instantly his bones, everything became active, and he was healed, and he started walking. Now this surprised the people in Jerusalem, and then they were looking at them. He said, why are you looking at us as if we have done this healing or healed this man by our power or by holiness? Then he started preaching Christ. 
He said, Jesus that you crucify. Blah, blah, blah. So they started preaching Christ. You know, that brought them to the platform where they could be preaching Christ, preaching the name of Christ. He said, it is in his name that he was healed. And then in chapter 4, the Pharisees, the rulers of the synagogue and the Sadducees or whatever, and then summoned them and warned them never to pray or to preach in that name. They said, don't preach in that name. Ah, oh my God, I am going to be able to come up soon to teach you about the name of Jesus. Jesus speaking in John 12 or John 14 or thereabout, he says, whatever, he said, you have up to now, you have asked me nothing. He said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will do it for you. Glory to God. There is power in the name, authority in the name, there is grace in the name, that everything is attached to the name. The access is by the name. Glory to God. So they pray in that name. They preach in the name. They preach the name. And so he got a point, they threatened them, and blah, blah, blah. The people who threatened them said, Look, in our chapter 3, 4, they said, This thing has happened, and we cannot deny this remarkable or notable miracle. Because the man is standing by them, by is standing beside them, and they could see him, or in front of them, and then they threaten them again. So, but this is the point: when they were threatened, Bible says they went back to their companies. All right, in verse 23, 24, 25, they went back to their companies, and what did they do? They brought the scripture, Psalm 2. He said, "Why are the heaven rage?" And then the prince of the head devised things against the Lord, against His anointed. Against the Lord and his anointed. And then they used that psalm to pray. They said, God, let as we preach the word, as we preach in your name, let your hand be stretched and let healing, massive miracles be wrought by your hands. Bible says where they prayed, shook. Let me open the Bible. Acts chapter 4. Verse 30, by stretching your hands to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. I love that. Where they prayed, they prayed in the Holy Ghost, they prayed in understanding, they prayed the word of God. The place was filled with the Holy Ghost and there was a shaking and Bible says they were filled with boldness. They preached the word of God with boldness. They became bold. The scripture says the righteous is as bold as lion. The righteous is as bold as lion. A righteous man will pray. A righteous man will pray. Glory to God. It's as both. So when you pray, the more you pray, the more you conquer. Alright? The more you conquer. Stir up the gift of God in you by praying in the Holy Ghost. By praying in the Holy Ghost. Jude 20. By praying in the Holy Ghost. Jude 20. By praying in the Holy Ghost. By praying in the Holy Ghost. Number five. Eliminate doubts. Or eliminate the objects or the news. You know, you have to you know, filter things that enter into your system. As a man thinking his heart so easy. Now, what forms your thinking? What informs your mind? What, how do you, uh, what information do you take in? For example, now if you sit down with TV and you watch so different news on Sky News, from Sky News to Al Jazeera, from Al Jazeera to Fox News, from Fox News to CNN, from CNN to BBC to Euro News, I mention this because, you, you see, I'm aware of those news channels. 
then to TVC, and then from TVC to NTA, from NTA to, to channels, from channels to... And everybody's talking about coronavirus. And it's getting to a point because that's what you hear. That is the bad news you hear often, and you hear it a lot. It gets to a point you start feeling like you have the symptoms. The devil is a liar. You have overcome. Glory to God. You have no, no symptoms of coronavirus. You hear about financial crash, economic meltdown, so much to the point that you think you are in debt. And you are yet, you are not yet in debt. But because that's the information you feed on most of the time. Some people will wake up and then as they are waking up, they just grab the remote and start, you know, you know, going through all the channels. Some people is their phone. They start surfing the internet, seeking or looking for what is trending. And let me tell you, this is the world that we know is full of darkness. It is darkness most of the time, bad news that trends. It is bad news that trends. So why do you deliberately go after those bad news? Some of you, your kidney is not failing. You are checking, you are not a medical doctor, you are not doing any assignment as regarding that. You are checking the signs of kidney failure. And Google will bring everything out. And all of a sudden, he says, hey, my leg is full, you know, my head is, my hair is good. I mean, why do you deliberately go after information that makes you fearful? You have to filter those things out. You have to filter. And how? You give attention to God's word. So that's the last point, number five. You filter out every wrong or bad or bad or worst or evil information. Bad news. We have been giving gospel. Gospel is good news. And the good news is you are healthy. The good news is you are rich. The good news is you are blessed. The good news is you are more than conqueror. The good news is you have overcome. You are victorious. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Glory, 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 glory. If you are glad, glory. Now let me go over it again. Number one, seek the Lord. Seek him in prayer. You know, call upon me and I will show you great and mighty things. I will answer. Jeremiah 33, 3. I will answer as a promise. And I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Concerning the matter that is making you afraid. Number two, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Proverbs chapter 3, from 2, 3 to 5, there about. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Lean on, on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And he shall direct your paths. Trust him. Number 3, walk in love. Forgive. Give. Intercede for. Alright. Be a blessing to someone. Don't be selfish. Number 4, stir up the gift of God in you. Stir up the gift of God in you by praying in the Holy Spirit. The righteous is as bold as lion, not because, you know, he lives right only, but because he has conversation with God always. So the last point is filter every bad news that is feeding your fears. I like what somebody says. He says, starve your doubt, feed your faith. Fear is the reverse or the negative faith or faith in wrong direction. You begin to nurse, uh, you, you are worrying, you are anxious. Even the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but 
He said, with prayer and supplications and thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will garrison your heart. We guide your heart. We bring you to a point of note of victory. You pray to a point where you have note of victory. And peace we set in concerning the matter. Alright? I'm sure you have been blessed. Let's we just... know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word by Pastor Papa Ophisai, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact plus two three four eight zero three five eight five eight zero four seven or send a mail to talkwayofisayo at gmail.com. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny.